0: The content provided tonight is not intended to be substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified health providers with any questions that you may have regarding a medical condition.
1: Have you ever had days where you were feeling so down It was impossible to get out of bed, impossible to go through your day, impossible to get what you need done. All you wanted to do was stay in bed, turn around, and sleep. What about the days where you were flying high? I'm not referring to flying high as in drugs, but just high emotionally, where everything was just happy, and then the very next day, everything was down in the pit. Are you noticing signs about yourself where you realize you're just spinning way out of control? Are your friends, family, co-workers noticing too? Clutch onto your cup of tea and join us tonight on Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America powered by Building Rome. As we discuss, when is it time to seek out that professional help? Clutch by
0: RGAA,
2: Powered by Building Rome.
1: Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Clutch, a podcast by Rogue Girlfriends Across America, powered by Rome. I am Alexis and tonight I am going to be your host for when to seek out that professional. To our listeners and the ladies on this line, tonight's um, topic is a little sensitive, and if you are not comfortable um, discussing or any questions that I ask, please just let me know by saying you prefer not to ask, and we can move on because I don't want anyone to feel pressured that they need to share personal feelings. So tonight on the line, I have... Ms. C, Ms. Miss K, and Ms. Kelly. How are you guys doing tonight? Good.
0: Good,
2: Mental
1: health. I'm good. Mental health at times is, how do I put this, a taboo subject. Because when you think of the word mental, you don't exactly think of something positive. When I was a child and I heard the word mental, I always assumed it was the crazy person or a crazy person just foaming out of the mouth or whatnot. And when you hear the term crazy, it's also misinterpreted. So when you think of mental health, if you do not really understand what mental health is, you're pretty, pretty much thinking something negative. So ladies, when you hear the her mental health, what do you think about? We'll go with Corinne first. Um, I think about
0: something that is um, maybe something beyond your control. So you may want to do it um, or you may want to function in the way that she previously had maybe the day before, but something within you is holding you back from being the best you can be.
1: What about you, Kay? what do you think of when you hear the term mental health?
3: Um, I think of organizations or programs that offer assistance for those who need mental health care, such as um, counselors, psychiatrists, psychologists, things like that, counseling programs.
1: And what about you, Kelly? When you hear the term mental health, what do you think of?
2: Okay, when I hear the term mental health, I reflect to behavioral science, which is a department that would uh, carry in every human life and how they will cope uh, with each other, how we live and get along, that they find that place in the middle, allowing people to continue to making choices and decisions that are individual choices and decisions, but yet would continue to keep uh, peace and harmony with each other because there are extreme drug choices, is what we call it, or recommended drug allowances that can cause conflict. And it's not done deliberate. It's just that the um, it's called the amoeba parasite in our blood system is in contrast because of maybe you wanting an apple and I'm wanting a grapefruit, and it causes a conflict. So, therefore, when I hear mental, I right away go over to behavioral science, and that's for everyone. Okay. Well,
1: mental health, according to mentalhealth.gov, is mental health includes our emotional, psychological, psychological and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. Mental health is important at every stage of life, from childhood and adolescence through adulthood. Over the course of your life, if you experience mental health problems, your thinking, mood, and behavior could be affected. Many factors contribute to mental health problems including biological factors such as gene or brain chemistry, life experiences such as trauma or abuse, family history of mental health problems. Mental health problems are common, but help is available. People with mental health problems can get better and many recover completely. When I think of mental health, I do come from a healthcare background, and I have taken psychology classes, but my healthcare background is not in mental health. Mental health is such a vast field that there is no way that you could study every single mental health um, psychosis and or disease out there. It's just not possible. There are so many contributing factors. There are, like, a lot of people do not develop the same symptoms, and then to apply mental health or to diagnose a child is different than a adolescent is different to an adult because in order to diagnose somebody, they have to meet certain criteria. For me, when I think of mental health, I really think of the state of the person's being. It has to do with their behavior, it has to do are they sound of mind, it has to do with everything. Because psychology basically is the study of human behavior, how we behave, why we behave, what triggers our behavior. Sociology is the study of the behavior of people in groups. So if you really think about it, most will say teenagers are prone to mental illness because teenagers, one, they're going through body changes. So their environment is often very chaotic because they're not really understanding what's going on within the changes of their own body. Plus, high school can be very stressful, especially for those who don't feel like they fit in. Also, there's peer pressure, among other things. Everybody reacts Situations differently, and for some, it's difficult. I remember as a teenager, I suffered from depression and bipolar. Um, I did not know that I was uh, bipolar until my aunt started noticing that when uh, after my mother died, in school, start getting more stressful that there were days where I would sleep the entire day, and that's not normal. It wasn't like I didn't sleep at night or anything like that. I would go to bed on time, but the following day I would not get out of the bed, and I would just sleep. And there were days in my life where everything was perfect. Everything was high, and everything was going well for me. I didn't really think anything was wrong. And then the very next day, everything was in the pit where I would be crying for no reason, and I would get upset over things that shouldn't have upset me. So my aunt basically took me to a psychologist where they basically did say that I suffered from depression and I was diagnosed as bipolar. So many, many, many years later, my sister did not realize I was ever diagnosed with us being bipolar until we had an honest conversation where we were talking about mental illness, our family, because there are a lot of people in our family who do meet criteria but have not been diagnosed because they never sought out help. My mother was definitely bipolar, right? And she was um, manic a lot for the most part of her life and she never sought out help. And so, when my sister and i I had this conversation, and I told my sister, "Yeah, I know Mom was bipolar, and I inherited it from Mom because I was once at one point in my life that knows as being bipolar. And my sister goes, "Oh my God, now your teenage years and your early adult years make so much more sense now." that I know you were diagnosed with bipolar. Because my sister is like, remember, there were days in your life where you are manic. You were doing everything, 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 everything. And then there were also days in your life where you were so depressed that you did not want to do anything. You did not want to get out of bed. It was like a struggle to get you to do anything. So, ladies, if you don't mind, do has there ever been a moment in your life where you suffered from depression more so than an average person where it would take you days or sometimes weeks or months where you just had really blue days,
3: okay? Actually, yes. Um, I suffered from chronic depression uh, from my childhood all the way up to, I would say, the age of, been in my late, mid to late 20s. Yeah, very long time. Extremely long time. In fact, I suffered, I would say I suffered from childhood up until I had my second kid. And the only reason um, I was able to get past or move past it finally was because um, with my second kid, I knew that I was going to have Mm -hmm. some serious postpartum depression. Um, I had extremely severe postpartum with my first child. Um, It it was very bad. And uh, so I told the doctor, um, you know, I suffer from depression and it's gonna get worse when I hit postpartum. So they put me on medication and um, that was the best thing that ever happened to me for the first time in my life. I wasn't, not only was I not depressed, I wasn't anxious. I was actually kind of happy. And I didn't even know that was possible. So, yeah, best thing that ever happened to me. That's the
1: thing about people who suffer from depression. Because like you, Kay, I had depression and I had moments in my life where i just wanted to sleep because i did not want to get to get out of bed and i just wasn't happy but depression sometimes can be aided with medication that's also aided through therapy and stuff like that but you should not self medicate If you think you are suffering from depression, it is recommended that you talk to your personal doctor who can give you a recommendation to go talk to a psychologist. Sidebar, a psychologist is a therapist, cannot prescribe you medicine because they did not go to med school. A psychiatrist is the one who is going to prescribe you medicine. So for those who just go to a therapist, it's mostly to talk about marriage counseling or to talk about counseling or what's going on, to talk through the depression. But a psychiatrist is the one that you go see to talk more in depth about a mental disorder. I had a psychiatrist at one point in my life because they did put me on medication because um, for a while there was a point in my life where I did have suicidal thoughts and I was placed in a psych ward for my own good to ensure that I wouldn't harm myself. And that was where we worked through a lot of what was going on with me and what medication I needed to be on and what medication was working, what medication wasn't because the thing about antipsychotics are there are a lot of side effects and that's why a lot of patients choose to go off their meds because sometimes they can't handle the side effects and one of the side effects can be psychosis and or weight gain or weight loss. It is extremely dangerous for you to medicate yourself. If you have a prescription for antipsychotics or any medication that is going to help you function better because you've been diagnosed with a mental illness, it is extremely important that you follow your doctor's instructions. It is quite dangerous to just suddenly go off your meds because your body can have an adverse reaction. It is also important for you to keep a list of every single medication and or dosage you are currently taking because a lot of times doctors have medical files on each of their patients, but a lot of times most doctors don't have a complete medical file. So a doctor can see you today and prescribe something and not realize that you have also been subscribe something else. And sometimes medications have adverse reactions. You can't be on one medication and take something else. So it is always wise for those of us who are taking medication, whether they are for mental illness or not, to always have a list around. So that way, when you do go see a new doctor, if it is not your personal doctor or your personal psychiatrists that you are seeing they prescribe you just let them know what it is that you're on so that way they don't prescribe you something that could be um, adverse to any other medication that you have so Corinne what about you have there ever been a point in your life where you suffered from depression more so than the average time frame
0: Um, yeah so uh, after my mother died I um, I think at the beginning I had to take care of a lot of stuff, so I went ahead and took care of everything that I needed to take care of without you know thinking twice about it. But then when that slowed down, the only thing I, I literally did was take a shower um, at some point of the day, and then was just in bed and I would work from bed and sleep. So it was either working in bed or sleeping. In the fall, I really did and to take a shower, and other than that, I really didn't do much of anything. I barely ate.
1: What about you, Kelly? Uh,
2: yes, I also um would have uh with depression, but um I am believing that that's just a a period where I am intimate with myself and that uh, the depression sets in because of my emotional concerns, attachments, disattachments, et cetera. And I, I do also sleep quite a bit. I tend not to want to get out, um, but I like to capsize it within three days. So it's usually like three. It should not go beyond five days for me. If it's going on beyond five days, then I'm just not uh, coping, right? And I am not applying the recovery medicines properly, like uh, listening to music, getting into a hobby, and just wanting to get out of depression because depression is deadly. You know, it's really bad. It's unhealthy. Yeah. Well,
1: For okay. more some, depression is not something that you can get over, right? It's definitely not something where you can say to somebody who is suffering from depression, oh, just get over yourself. Unless you have suffered from depression, you will never understand. It's not that the person doesn't want to get over it. It's just there is something wrong with the chemistry of the brain where I'm trying not to get technical because I don't have the facts in front of me from my class lectures but basically your brain chemistry is off so when your brain chemistry is off it's not functioning well and because that brain chemistry is off it's causing you to suffer from depression so the medication helps even out your brain chemistry to where you can yourself function well. As Kay has said, she suffered from depression for a long time, and she realized that she was going to have part depression, and this time she decided to seek help for herself where she did tell the doctor, hey, I suffer from depression. It happened when I had my first child. I need some help because I don't want it to repeat itself. And she herself said being on medication was the best thing that could have happened for her because it made her happy. She didn't realize being happy was possible for somebody who suffered from depression. And on that note, let's take a break, and we'll be right back.
0: Become a patron of Clutch by the Real Girlfriends Across America. By supporting creators you love on Patreon, you're becoming an active participant in their creative process. As a member, you receive exclusive content, community access, behind the scenes updates, and the pride of viewing work that matters to you. Joining is easy. Visit patreon.comslash Real Girlfriends Across America. That's P A T. R-E-O-N dot com backslash Real Girlfriends Across America. Every donation helps. Clutch on to your drinks while we listen to today's trending news story.
1: Carrie's Anatomy is returning for its 17th season on November 12th. Actress Kelly McCurry plays Dr. Maggie Pierce on this hit drama series. She shows fans through video around set what was it like to be filming during the pandemic. Everyone is required to wear a mask. There is no talking in the hair and makeup trailer. Nothing is being Allowed into these trailers that could be left behind or required to hand back to each other and no food allowed anymore. Clothing or costume changers are now being put in dry cleaner bags with zippers and hampers are being placed in each actor and actress's trailer to prevent handing off dirty clothes and such.
2: Clutch by RGAA is powered by Building Rome. Building Rome, Inc. is a professional company that provides an array of services to freelancers, creatives, virtual hustlers, and business owners. For more information on hiring Building Rome, log on to the website at BuildingRomeInc.com. Once again, the website is Building Rome, Inc. And
1: we are back. I had mentioned earlier that mental illness is a vast field because there is depression, there is bipolar, there's schizophrenia, there is Alzheimer's, there is dementia, there are mood disorders, there are social disorders. Like I said, so many mental illness facets out there that it makes it hard to just self-diagnose. It is never a good idea to just go to Google, type in a bunch of symptoms, and self-diagnose yourself. Because as I mentioned earlier, only a trained doctor can diagnose you because to have a specific mental disorder, whether you are a child, adult, and or teenager, you have to meet certain criteria. However, there are some early warning signs that could possibly clue you in that there is something wrong eating or sleeping too much or too little, pulling away from people and usual activities, having low or no energy, feeling numb or like nothing matters, having unexplained aches and pains, feeling helpless or hopeless, smoking, drinking, or using drugs more than usual, feeling unusually confused, forgetful, on edge, angry, upset, worried, or scared, yelling or fighting with family and friends, experiencing severe mood swings that cause problems in relationships, having persistent thoughts and memories you can't get out of your head, hearing voices or believing things that are not true, thinking of harming yourself or others, inability to perform daily tasks like taking care of your kids or getting to work or school. Some of these are early warning signs. It does not necessarily mean that you have a mental illness. It is always recommended that if you notice any of these early warning signs, the best advice anyone will give you is to talk to your own doctor because your doctor is the one with the knowledge and the resources to get you the right help that you need for you to feel better. Sometimes it's just a day, sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's a month that these symptoms are happening. And if you do not reach out to your doctor, you're not going to get the help you need, and sometimes the situation can get worse. Hearing voices in your head does not necessarily mean you're crazy. But if you're hearing different voices in your head telling you to do things that you normally would not do, that is definitely a sign that it's time to seek out that professional help. So mental health and wellness, it is important to be positive about Uh, sorry, positive about mental health because people who are positive realize their full potential, cope with the stress of life, work productively, make meaningful contributions to their communities. Ways to maintain positive mental health include getting professional help if you need it, connecting with others, staying positive, getting physically active, helping others, getting enough sleep, and developing coping skills. So, ladies, my next question to you is, do you, you know someone who has suffered from a mental illness or is, suffer, is currently suffering from one? We'll start with
3: Kay. um uh mental illness uh do you mean like a, like a mental you know um disorder or something serious or because you know sometimes people hear the word mental illness and they think something very severe and prep um uh what's the word something that severely affects a person's life such as uh, i don't know schizophrenia or you know things like that so like do you mean just like no, a mild disorder or a serious
1: I mean any, any kind of mental illness that you're comfortable sharing. Of course, I'm not asking you to develop or divulge the details, but do you know anybody who has suffered from depression besides yourself or somebody else who does, or do you know of anybody who does suffer from a mental illness, whether it's mild or serious? Um,
3: I do know some people who suffer from anxiety and depression, Okay. Uh what about you, Kelly?
2: I Yes, actually I have quite a few cases.
1: Okay. And what about you, Cored? Yes, um I actually
0: have a a friend who uh was well, is bipolar and um, a week before I was supposed to come to her house, or actually, it was two weeks before I was supposed to come to her house. Um, she wound up; she had stopped taking her medicine, and she ended up mixing that with um, illicit drugs and wound up killing her boyfriend.
1: I am so sorry to hear that. See, that is why I had said earlier that if you are on your medication and you realize your medication has severe side effects, or you realize your medication isn't working, you should always talk to the person who prescribed you those medications.
2: Because
1: within every drug class, there are always other drugs that work similarly. Like for example, if you take drug A, and drug A does not work for you, there might be a drug B, C, or D. And it is between you being honest with your psychiatrist that you can have a working relationship where you're going to find the right medication and or therapies to work for you so you can improve. Because like Corinne mentioned, unfortunately, her friend decided to go off med, then accidentally mixed her meds and then ended up doing something horrible, right? Right. And that's another thing that I want to touch base on. A lot of people commit crimes when they are mentally ill, and that is why sometimes they are not guilty by reason of mental defect. It doesn't mean they did not commit the crime, okay? it does, It's not a not guilty, You you didn't do it. It's a not guilty, you were not mentally sound or in the right frame of mind when the crime happened. And a lot of people misunderstand that. And a lot of people mistreat people who are mentally ill or has a condition that has to do with mental illness. Just because someone is suffering from a mental illness does not mean that they cannot function well in society. There are plenty of people out there who do suffer from a mental illness or has suffered from a mental illness and you would never know. That's because they chose to reach out and get the help that they need. I cannot stress that enough because here's the truth of the matter. If you are not honest and you do not want to get yourself help. Think of all the life moments that you're going to miss. Think that it could alter your behavior where you might do something to either harm yourself or harm someone else. Because to answer the question I just asked, I had a classmate in high school that suffered from depression, and no one knew, right, because he... Hit it well. And then one day something triggered, and I got a phone call in the middle of the night saying he committed suicide. And it was because he left a letter saying that he was so unhappy with himself, unhappy with his situation in life, that he honestly felt it was better for him to leave the world. A lot of people with mental illness do end up committing suicide. It's because they're not getting the help that they need, or it's because they feel that for them it's better for them to leave this world because they feel unloved, they feel judged, and they feel vulnerable because it's not easy for anybody, sound of mind, healthy or not, to admit, hey, I have some symptoms that are pretty scary. I hear voices in my head. I see things that are not there. I talk to the dead. Or there are days where I do not want to get out of bed. There are days where I get out of bed and I'm running from the crack of dawn until two. Hey, Ellen, I'm perfectly fine. That's not normal behavior. But what is considered normal behavior is subject, which is why I said you can't really self-diagnose yourself because there are a lot of times where somebody said to me, oh, my God, you're nuts, or I've said that to somebody does not necessarily mean I'm diagnosing them. The only way you can get diagnosed is for you yourself to make the decision, I'm going through some early warning signs. I realize these symptoms about me. People are starting to point out my strange behavior. It is time for me to reach out. A really big reason why most do not reach out to seek the help that they should be getting is nobody wants to sit there across from somebody and air out their dirty laundry because they're going to feel judged. Here's this stranger that you're going to sit across from, and you're going to talk about what it is that you hear, what is it that you see, what's going on in your personal life, whether your parents or your family has a history of mental illness or not, and you're going to feel judged because this person sitting across from you most likely has a pad of paper and is writing notes, and you're just sitting there wondering, what are they writing about me? What are they writing down? Like, why, is the, why are they sitting there so quiet? But here's the thing. Psychiatrists and therapists are not judging you. They are a neutral party who is going to help you figure things out for yourself So you can live a full and happy life. We only get one life in this world, and there's no reason why you should suffer in silence if only you can take that first step and seek the help you need, because a lot of times, by talking to a neutral person, someone you are not related to, somebody who doesn't know you on a personal basis or through a work basis or a friend or family, it's easier to talk to a stranger and be honest because therapy and medication and mental health will only improve if you're honest. If you're just going to sit across from a therapist and not be honest about what's going on, you're not going to get the most benefit. Because a lot of times, a lot of people think that by sitting across from a psychiatrist, reciting a bunch of symptoms that they read on Google, they're going to get medication. It doesn't work that way because medication is usually the last resort that a doctor would want to prescribe someone because of side effects. Like they like to talk to patients uh, ahead of time or get to know the patients in order to determine do they need medication or or are there other alternative routes. So before we close out the show, ladies, do you have any final thoughts, Corinne?
0: I'm sorry, I thought I was on
1: mute. Uh,
0: I think this is a good conversation to have, um, just so everyone's aware of like what to look out for, and you know, just so that they don't feel like they're alone, and and obviously not to self um, medicate. And
1: you, Kelly,
2: any final thoughts? I definitely agree. I feel that um, all the information that you gave uh, was definitely very informative um, and very much on point um, also that makes sure that you have a relationship with that specialist that you can trust them so that it um, so that it's more applicable, the medicine will work more favorable when you trust your Um, your specialist, yeah, to have a good doctor-patient relationship.
1: I like what you have to say, Kelly. That is true. You need to have a trusting relationship with the medical professionals that are helping you in your life because if you don't have that trust, With the person that is prescribing you your medication, you're not going to take your medication. If you don't trust that that person has your best interest at heart, then you're not going to take medication, right? Because it took me three psychiatrists before I finally trusted enough to take medication. Because the first psychiatrist I thought was, let's just say batshit crazy, So I only went to one appointment and said, no, thank you. The second psychiatrist prescribed me medication that made me gain so much weight and retain water that my own sister and aunt told me that when they saw me, it looked like I blew up like the Goodyear blimp. Like they could not believe I looked so awful. I looked like a freaking blimp balloon, according to them. So then my aunt decided to tell me that go see another psychiatrist and stop taking those meds because you're gaining a lot of weight and you shouldn't be, and it's not even helping your mood. (laughs) So the third psychiatrist, she was actually really nice. She didn't prescribe medicine the first time. She told me to stop taking the medication for at least a month to see if it does help. And then like, my symptoms um, came back again. And then she and I had a good long talk, a good long therapy session where she realized what was going on. So she put me on um, low doses of medication to help me adjust. And I had a good trusting relationship with her. I don't think that I still suffer from bipolar and or depression. I probably still have remnants of it where I'm no longer on medication. But to have that good, trusting relationship with the person that's prescribing you your medication is vital. So for all our listeners out there, I do want to leave you with these words. Mental illness is something that we all have suffered from at one point in our life or other. Some of us need medication. Some of us only need therapy. Some of us are pretty well unaware that we are suffering If you yourself realize that you are suffering, take that first step and reach out to your personal physician to talk to them about your symptoms and to get a recommendation for that professional specialist to help you out. We only have one life in this world. There is no way to needlessly suffer when you don't have to, when all it takes is just to pick up that phone, make an appointment, and talk to that specialist to see if there are any medication and or alternative routes that can help you function in a happier world for you. With that, I want to wish everyone a good night and join us again tomorrow for our brand-new topic. Thank you
0: for listening to yet another episode of Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends across America. Clutch onto us tight by following us on all of our social media platforms. This includes Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Like, share, and follow us. Did you miss an episode? Don't worry. You can listen to us anywhere where podcasts are being played, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Speaker. Don't forget to watch us on YouTube by searching for Real Girlfriends Across America and visit our website at www.realgirlfriends.org. And until next time, clutch on to your best friend and stay tuned.